Alrighty. I hope we're working. Are we working? Test, test, test. Oh, yeah, we're working. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another segment of Everything Goes. And I'm a little bit early again today, about, about a minute. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, trying to develop a habit here, uh, you know, being on time for my own show. <laughs> Things happen sometimes, you know. I was uh, <clears throat> spiking myself, and I got relaxed. And before I knew it, I almost missed the show. <laughs> I um, got really comfortable. Anyway, today's show is going to be a little different. Um, not a little different, I should say. A little bit more details and stuff. I'm going to talk about women and women's uh, underwear. You know, thing that always gets in the way when you're trying to engage in DNA exchanging. But it's important that you understand, again, the nature of the... Um, of the assault going on, uh, different types of activities are happening all over the place, and we need to be aware of these activities because it's going to be. This is going to get worse. Right now, we're getting um, some kind of um, how would you put it? Um, a concept that you know we're in, we're 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 making headway. You know, this is like this is like having a fish on the end of a foot fishing line. And you throw the line out there, and you don't really reel it in hard. You just bring it in gently, and you let the fish tug away a little bit, thinking that he's getting away. And when he gets away, you you you, you uh, jigger the rod and reel him in. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing over and over again. So do not, in any way, shape, or form, think that we are winning or or coming ahead here. Expect some other stuff. Um, um, that's going on. I also, um, somebody in our group sent me a, uh, X-Files season 11, uh, episode seven. Now that was a perfect video. Everybody should be watching to give you a glimpse of, uh, AI, you know, so, you know, it's, it's important that, uh, um, well, you know, I'm, it may come to the point, <laughs> someone's asking here, a woman, by the way, <laughs> is asking why we're underwear. It just seems to get in the way. I get that, you know, I understand that, <laughs> but um, the idea of wearing underwear Again, it was, I guess, for, uh, you know, being clean, just in case, you, you know, you have a leak here and there. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, but the, but our clothing, everything has been hijacked. So I'm going to read some stuff about that and give you, and again, it's, the link's already in the show. So if you got an email about today's show, it's already there. And some of you have already looked at the links. You'll see, you know, why we need to be on our game because, um, Let's face it, the powers that be don't care about you. They never have cared about you, and they don't care about you. You are just to them nothing but um, a problem. And something else I've been watching, too, uh, in regarding to uh, some stuff I've been seeing that has been, um, you know, we're talking about genetics and we're talking about different things. And 
we're seeing more and more um, that um, <laughs> that we're <laughs> someone sent me a prophecy here. We're seeing more and more the um, um, the nature of these shows and what they're telling us about genetics is what they actually did in regard to the experiment they released on everybody. And everybody needs to understand that this is what's going on today um, and what's happening. I got to tell you something that happened to me today. I got a customer of mine has been, I've been helping him with their health, his health for about over a decade, took the jab and then um, is telling me that now it's been about a year, year and a half. Now he's starting to feel the effect of the jab. You know, he's basically breaking down. It's reached a point now where, uh, it's starting to hyperactivate in the system and uh, got into complete denial about it. Total denial. And so as I explained to him, well, this is, you know, cold and flu season. We've always had cold and flus. Um, um, but again, no matter what you said to him, uh, <laughs> the... He, he would not acknowledge it because a lot of them are not going to acknowledge the fact that they have um, taken a jab and now they're on their way out the door. You know, and again, he's showing signs of deterioration, accelerated deterioration. Uh, and again, it's a year and a half. And, that's, and he only took one shot, the first one, with a flu shot. So there has been a definite reaction. What is the best surge protection device for car and home, in your opinion, in case the electric grid is attacked. Well, if you get attacked, if the electric grid gets attacked, it's going to be an EMP. So unless you've got the battery disconnected from your car, it's going to fry. You know, as long as you got a circuit going and, and current or juice in the system, and you hit it with an EMP, it's going to overload it. And as far as the house is concerned, you'd have to basically disconnect all power disengage all power uh the best thing you can do to protect yourself from that kind of effect i've put iron iron rods all around your heart houses in an arc like fashion uh make sure they're embedded deep enough into the ground and they go around the house so that if an emp does hit it's going to be attracted to the iron and go over and again You'll redirect it. That's all you can really do. You know, unless they're hitting you with a satellite, a satellite hit, uh, there's there's not much you can do about that, you know. Uh, but you'd have to basically cre create a, um, you have to create, you have to understand about electromagnetics, right? They're attracted to cobalt, nickel, iron, uh, and aluminum. And whatever other magnetic field there is. So again, if you are, if you are concerned about that, then you have to redirect the magnetic field to an element that it attracts to—a ferromagnetic, paramagnetic, supermagnetic, things of this nature. If it's a diamagnetic, don't use, do not use graphene, do not use copper, do not use anything, because what would happen is, is the magnetic field would hit that element. Excuse me. It will draw the. It will probably push those materials into your house so you now you have projectiles moving anyway everybody welcome that's coming to the show welcome welcome thank glad you made it um so 
The only way you can actually protect yourself in a car, a car is easy. Just disconnect the battery. Take your ma uh, battery uh, connectors off, off the battery. Um, make sure everything's off. Uh, you know, and make sure that there there is a ground that it can lead the magnetic field either around the car or through it. But if it's strong enough, it may, you still may lose some things, but at least you may be able to engage the vehicle to get away if you need to. Um, so again, um, these are some ideas. As far as the house goes, that's a bit difficult because everybody's connected to the grid. So even if your house survives the, the magnetic pulse, the grid may go down anyway. You know, if the grid is down, then you're not going to get any power anyhow. So this is where backup generators or, uh, you know, battery setups, you know, uh, inverters and converters are set up so that you can do whatever. If you have, if you have uh, refrigerators and stoves, you're using electric that run off a of DC, then at least you'll be able to, you know, protect your food supply in this regard because then you can run them off of a battery. You have solar panels up so that you can charge the batteries during the day and, and they can be utilized at night. That'll be a, again, short-term solution. But having a DC, a DC, uh, <clears throat> uh, DC appliances will go a long way to offset anything like that. So again, uh, that's how you got to think. That's how you got to think. Um, because like I said, they're, they're no longer, like I said, anything they're going to do, you better have some kind of, uh, you know, set up ready to go. <clears throat> you know, because again, <clears throat> we're, again, we're dealing with it. We're dealing with a group of people that give, don't give a rat's ass about any of us at all. Uh, I also want to talk about touch on something that happened in Queensland, uh, Australia, where some police officers got killed. And you can look at this two ways. If the police in Australia had been abusing the general population, which we saw on the YouTube channels and other channels that they were doing, then this is a repercussion of what they did, and it's going to get worse. Police, uh, poor police officers were basically set up so that when they came to a property uh, that they had been told not to come to or bo be bothering the people. Apparently, they were harassing them. Um, um, they um, they got shot. They got taken out. This happened in America 30, 40 years ago. Police, the police, police forces were out there and they were they're taking advantage of people and they were stimulating racial profiling and racial assaults on people and creating a dynamic of racism. Um, uh, so uh, in regarding, in regard to um, 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 in what did I send you? <laughs> oh, that one. Okay. Uh, so in regarding to police violence, it's going to get it's going to get interesting it's going to get interesting you know we are we are in a 
we're in a, we're in a precarious position. You know, I mentioned back then, um, uh, I was mentioning um, uh, that when I grew up, we had patrol police patrol cars that would drive into the neighborhood where I grew up. My neighborhood was predominantly uh, dark-skinned people. And, uh, hey, you made it. Kimberlina made it. Yay. Um, and they would go about and basically beat the shit out of people for no reason. And they sometimes selected one group over another just to stir the shit in the neighborhood. You know, um, so again, um, this has gone down now in Australia. So this is something that would probably be relatively new to the Commonwealth in this regard, that this is actually happening. And we'll see, probably going to see more of this happening. If the police engage people and become hostile and brutal and not civil, this is going to, this will emerge. And the police support, police departments in most countries today have, have um, restricted, not restricted, but they have limited police officers because a lot of them quit from taking the jab. Are you late? No, you're not late. This is a two hour show. How can you be late? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, stun gun EMS work well for close range, but if somebody pulls a gun on you, I don't think that's going to work too well. <laughs> I really don't think so. So anyway, they they'll work for assailants, and they they will work for uh, close proximity. They'll work for uh, neutralizing. Um, creating ions in the air they'll be they're good to even disengage nanotechnology but um you know when they if uh, again if someone's going to be a dick and they and they and they're going to have a gun you, you, unless you're superman got a red s blue underwear and leap tall buildings you're not going to have uh, uh uh you're not going to have much of a chance that's okay don't worry about it people do it all the time they hit the button and then I go to say, Hey, who's there? And nobody's there, so it's okay. <laughs> anyway, um, see, where am I going to begin here? Uh, where am I going to begin? Give me a minute here, I gotta see which way I want to start this. Um, okay, don't need that, don't need that. Oh, don't need that one either. So I set these things up, and then somehow the um, – uh, okay, let me start off with this. The CDC, the United Kingdom government, Oxford University, confirmed COVID vaccinations does not work, has potentially lethal and fatal consequences. The United States now and the, and the United Kingdom are now coming out and saying that these jabs do not work. Wow. Just imagine that. Wow. Who I don't know how many people were saying they didn't work at the very beginning, but everyone said, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. theorist. Conspiracy ter terrorist because you're giving people misinformation. Remember that bullshit? You guys are misinforming the general population because we were interfering with the experiment. That's what was going on. The experiment didn't run its course the way they wanted to. 
you know. Uh, and so as a result, they tried to stifle everybody who was speaking in regard to the um, to the violation of this genetics. And again, and the, okay, the last show, they're finding out that these shots are mutating. They have yet to come out and state what happens when you mix four or six bioweapons in a mix. Imagine you fly to Asia, you fly to China, or you fly to Japan, or uh, South Korea, or maybe North Korea, if you can get in there, Indonesia, the Philippines. And let's say they had the Chinese version of the bioweapon. And then you fly into those Asian countries, and then they have to inject you before you leave with their bioweapon in conjunction with the bioweapon you've already got inside of you. What happens? You know... You know, you know what happens. So, so like I said, you know, they, they, they again. This is all part of the. This is all part of the mutation and the experimentation. Um, so you know, uh, those of you who didn't take the jab will still be standing, provided they don't hit you with some other bioweapon, an aerosol or a food-based bioweapon that they want to put in. I mean, they're putting in nano-silver in underwear. Uh, a friend of mine came over, and we were looking at the... Um, uh, we looked up the, the material that they were using, and they didn't say nano on it, but when you looked it up, there it was. Now, okay, let me explain something, too, about this whole nano thing, because I know I'm jumping around here from the vaccine to this while well, I got it in my head. They mentioned ionic silver. They, they mentioned ionic silver. And then in, if you look up ionic silver, ionic silver is a 5 nanometer to a 500 nanometer size molecule. You know. So again, we are not dealing with some uh, above above board uh, information that we should be getting it's because nobody takes the time to read these things, right? And someone says they're, they're using an ionic silver, which they're selling in the health food store at a 10 part per billion, not 10 part per million, 10 part per billion. The, again, these are lethal. Now it's in the underwear. And so now you have to think, especially you women, Okay, if your sanitary napkins or your pads are being slapped on top and you're putting a tampon inside, what's that doing? If you're a guy and you're wearing underwear and it's got nano and it's around your sack, sack is hanging in your underwear there, and it's got nano silver, what's that doing? That's bypassing the blood barrier of your testicles, shredding your, your tubes, causing sterility and possibly testicular cancer. Imagine that. So anyway, everything is part and part a puzzle or a piece of a puzzle that when you add this piece and you add this component and you turn it on with this frequency, you get a reaction. Okay, you get a reaction. Uh, so again, when we're looking at the whole dynamic of what they're doing, you know, 
it it again it all adds up and that's how you have to extrapolate how you're being taken out you're eating a little gmo you're eating a little food preservative you're eating a coloring agent you're adding titanium silver aluminum uh and other materials that are on a nano scale into the food supply i'm going to talk about that with baby food today too those kids who are eating baby food or foods are having severe uh, allergy reactions and gut damage you know so like i said it's going to get to a point where the only thing you're going to be safe to eat is what you grow uh you know that's where we're at so let me get back to where i was at before um um, okay, when the governments are saying the findings of these studies are disturbing, suggest that vaccinated individuals may be at high risk of contracting and spreading and spreading the alleged, the alleged <laughs> COVID-19 virus. Oh boy, look at that. Because you can't spread what you don't know exists. They never found it. They never discovered it. They never isolated the peptide. So what are they actually contracting and spreading? Whatever they put inside of them. Like I said, you saw, if you listened to the other show and looked at the links, you'll see that some of the stuff they put inside resonated a certain frequency that when it got around somebody could transfer that frequency from the host to the um to the uh, uh other subject whoever that may be he she or whatever um because you can't say he she anymore because now somebody else is going to get you know upset because you didn't reference you know somebody that was trans or gay or whatever i'm just he and she and that's it if you can't figure it out that out by now then you know what you're lost cause you're lost ball in the high weeds you're going to stay that way but here we are shedding through frequency a hit that has been in, again in again released released into the general population through vaccinations or through injections let's call them an injection an insertion uh these revelations have serious implications for the still ongoing vaccine efforts and call into question the wisdom of, of ever mandating the public to take these experimental injections. Wow. It's interesting, isn't it? The damage is done. The damage is done. Now the question I have on all this, now that you wiped out that many people and it's a lot higher than what they're saying way higher probably a hundred times more than what they're actually reporting if the general population has been slain this way who is going to pay for the reparations of the damage that's been done think about that for one minute you know who's gonna who's going to pay for the damage uh, and the reparations for the damage has been done. You cannot, you can no longer replace. I mean, apparently, you could replace the life if you genetically engineered or genetically modified or genetically cloned. But the question now I have on all this is um, uh, who now is going to pay for the consequences of this action? 
I mean, is someone going to go after Mr. Trump for warp speeding this injection, this bioweapon? Is somebody going to actually put Fauci in jail? Soros is dead, or supposed perpetrated to be dead. How about Bill Gates? What's going to happen to him? Is anybody going to go after Bill Gates? You know? So, again, um, again, uh, what what's going to happen now that all this damage has been done? And while everyone was saying at the time this was going on, this was not legit. You know, not legit. Uh, so again, um, we're no longer, like I said, these are things that we need to ask. These are things we need to demand. Uh, good. Uh, well, eating four, four crushed cloves of garlic a day has benefit, but you have to understand something. You're not dealing with just a normal pathology. And garlic will not stop this type of pathology. It's a synthetic biology. So you have to start thinking in terms of synthetic. If you're talking about flu or, or a bacterium or a fungi or mold, again, that will help. But if you're talking about uh, you're trying to protect yourself from the so-called uh, COVID um, outbreak, it'll have very little effect. Uh, it can boost your immune system. And if you add, if you make a solution with vinegar and the garlic and let it sit there for a while, for a couple months, you can make NAC out of that. But as far as you dealing with the synthetic biology, it will have maybe some effect as far as fortifying your immune system, but it will not stop you from getting hit. Um, well, Trump horshippers. <laughs> They're shipping horse to Trump. Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> Maybe that's the problem with him. <laughs> He's preoccupied. <laughs> um, can the soul consciousness be cloned? Well, if you go as if you go to the Bible and you look at the verse in John three, one must be born of water and the Spirit in order to be born again. There's a there's a significant difference between that. And a clone that's indicating to you that if, unless God's signature is on his creation, there is no, there's a distinction that there is not, there's nothing for them. They are a, they are manufactured by some biochemistry. They're just a, they're just a living flesh robot is all they are. They have the thoughts. They may have the memories. They may have the ability to, respond like their uh, template, but they're missing the key ingredient, God's signature. So yeah, they, you're not going to be able to clone that. You can, like I said, they can take you, download your data into another another um, robot, looks exactly like you, but that isn't you. Um, so um, so again, when we're looking at the, when we're looking at the, um, what clones are, what robotoids are. These are just manufactured uh, ro uh, uh, androids. Humanoids, androids, you know, uh, ro uh, flesh bots, you know, that's all they are. They may think, they may react, they may respond. They can be, again, downloaded very easily because you can put a chip into them and they can receive any kind of data from AI. But that's it. Just like your car. Your car is manufactured in a factory. Does it have a soul? No, I don't think so. 
This is no different. So, and again, when you look at what Jesus was saying, when he's speaking to Nicodemus, who was a, the, uh, a theopolitical figure that understood genetics and science, when he stated to him, you must be born of water and the spirit and the spirit. Okay. That's referencing God's program or God's, God's thumbprint on creation. Uh, there's no thumbprint there. <laughs> That's a manufactured made in America, made in Germany, made in China product, you know, and we're, and we're seeing these, these, um, androids or flesh bots in political power now. Okay. So I don't see where there's even a remote connection in my, my opinion. Uh, No, not really. <laughs> you still haven't got it. Angelo, are you a robot? It's a legitimate question. Are you a robot? Are you a robot? No, you're not Italian if you're born in America. You're an American with an Italian background. But are you a robot? I can argue and say you're a robot because you're programmed. Okay, well, imagine I take one of your cells and build an exact replica of you right now. Download your memories into that, uh, into that clone. And that clone will not know the difference between you and it. It will think it's you. It has your memories, it has your thought patterns, it has your brain waves, it has everything about you. What it doesn't have is, like I said, God's fingerprint. They're robotic because basically all you've done is programmed them with your memories. You know. Um, so the, the, uh, they are robot-like, but there are, they are in a flesh body. That's all. Uh, uh snake snake venom and water using nicotine neutralizes it well if you get bit by it or if you or if you're dealing with it yeah but if you're if you're listening to artists artists theories got so many uh, loopholes in it it's not even funny <clears throat> the thing he's picking up are frequencies frequencies can uh mimic any passenger you you you're dealing with I just explained to you about five minutes ago. If you weren't here, I'll explain again that if you got an if you got something inside of you that is uh, pathological, it it will resonate a frequency. And just by being around somebody, not the fact that they're breathing or sneezing on you, but just being around them, the frequency can now transfer from that to you. The venom is not affecting everybody all across the planet. We're not seeing it here at all. So uh, his theory is. In my humble opinion, moot. Now, if you're talking frequency, perhaps that would make sense. Uh, well, that's yeah, that's what I mean. Artists, I, I think, is good, a good fairy tale for, uh, provider. Uh, you know, <clears throat> so again, um, um, you know, we got we got Again, we got to get this understanding. You can take, actually, if you looked at the links, one of the links shows you a clone, how they're put together. 
they're, they're robotic. They look exactly like a person. Uh, and the person is, is uh, actually maneuvering them. So again, if you go back to some of the shows, there are actual links that show you what a clone is. Um, uh, well, you know what? For, you, for yours to discover, Angelo, for, there's lots there. Start going through them. Chemistry can also shut down the natural spiritual connection mankind is born with. I consider people who don't have the internal knowing of right and wrong uh, the divine spark as robots since they they only have the brain and the world is or perhaps and that's one way of looking at it but perhaps what you're seeing are clones perhaps what you're seeing are actually robots or robotoids i thought about this long and hard and i've been thinking about the fact that they've been actually replacing people all these people that have died they're bringing people in and like you say a lot of them don't have this concept of right and wrong because they have an operating system rather than a conscience so, or a spirit. So I, I think personally that what's going on today and what's been going on for a period of time is they've been introducing clones and robotoids into, into the system for a long time. Look, Mengele had it, had it, had it down to a science back in the uh, Second World War. And then, what is it, uh, 2002, they produced a clone baby several of them actually in 2002 so i think we've been we have been already infiltrated with clones for quite some time so i i don't think that it's necessary that people who uh, that these are real people to begin with you know um the uh, the um I think we've already been infiltrated for quite some time. And I think we've had different robots mixing with us. You know, I even thought about the fact, okay, if Mengele had created 94 Hitlers, and if he had created, like we see the boys in Brazil, and he had created about, oh, let's say 30 young women that looked exactly alike, blonde hair, blue eyed, whatever, and they grew up and reached adulthood and then we're conceiving we're conceiving uh that i don't and again i don't even i don't know for sure for sure for sure um if that would even work but let's say it did work again this is all speculation so i can't say you know for sure for sure but let's say speculate speculatively those clones could conceive now that's mixed with the with the uh, true genetics. Uh, so again, um, uh, who knows where where this has been going on for the last eighty years? Like I said, in two thousand two, they produced five babies. They came right out on national television saying they produced five babies. So. Um, the they were cloning or growing people back in the early 1900s in the early 19 1902 1903 and they were doing it even in the past not something this is nothing new and if you look at history and you look at mythology and you look at those mythological figures in the past those were clones those were genetic uh, abominations that were created way back in the day Babylonian times, Greek times, Roman times, uh, uh, during Genghis Khan times, 
there was even reported that uh, Alexander the Great had robots in his military. So, like I said, it's not like we're, this is new. The Bible even tells you there's nothing new under the sun, you know. So, this has been going on historically. What's been also happening, though, every time a civilization reaches this point where we're at right now, and we're screwing around with genetics, and we're screwing around with robotics, and we're trying to integrate machine with DNA, Every time there's been a corrupting of the DNA, God has inter interceded and wiped out those uh, those civilizations. And it's been repeatedly done time and time again. And I also think that artificial intelligence has always been on the planet. And if we go back to even thinking about the Akasha records, Akasha records are, was artificial intelligence that was networked through the planet. Every time the civilizations shut down or, or got set uh, reset, that went to sleep. That went to sleep mode until mankind got caught up again in this techno-bio insanity that we're dealing with. So here we are again, and now everyone's you know trying to uh, trying to create the ultimate weapon. We're talking about putting robots into war now. Letting robots do the fighting. We're talking about trying to build a super soldier. The whole Captain America theme that you see back in Marvel Comics. Captain America, they were working on that during the Second World War to produce that super soldier. I'm sure by now they've already achieved that. You know, one that's under their control. Uh, yeah. So again, when you're looking at these things, don't look at them as some sort of hieroglyphic symbolism. They were telling you, you'll see pictures in the Egyptian uh, hieroglyphics where you see a woman, a woman's body with the head of a lioness or a serpent or some reptile or fish or whatever. So we're no longer, like I said, uh, and that's how corrupt they had gotten. So, all this stuff that's going on today, is, again, has been going on for quite some time. You know, so when we're talking today in regarding to alien invaders, little green men, these are demons or fallen angels that are down here. And again, they were tinkering with the genetics all the way back in the book of Genesis. When the fallen angels had, had seeded the, 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 uh, the women of mankind created these genetic hybrids that, that occurred, you know, and God wiped all that out way back then. So it seems like every time we get to a specific level of, of, uh, of evolution or de-evolution, depending on what you want to call it, God intercedes and wipes it out, you know. Um, so... Um, yeah... Well, there's, there's been a lot that has come out um, on YouTube uh, about 10 years ago. I don't see so much of it today. Uh, how many of you remember the two women, the two twins in, um, in the UK that walked across a highway and got hit by vehicles that were moving at about 110, 120 kilometers? Um, you know, do you remember that? Uh, the twin, the, yeah, remember that? 
They got hit by, look, anybody normally would get hit by a vehicle moving at uh, 70 to 80 miles an hour, it would literally crush your, your skeletal system. And what wound up happening was the one literally buckled a windshield. Now, those windshields that you see, uh, I have thrown a sledgehammer. I used to work in a scrapyard. We had cars. I had a, like an 8, 10-pound sledgehammer, a small one. And I threw it at the uh, windshield, and it literally bounced, bounced, <laughs> it bounced back. I said, holy cow. It took two or three hits before it finally shattered. Okay. So when this gal hits the windshield and kaplaches it and caves in the roof, and she rolls off and is laying unconscious, and the other one gets hit by a transport, has her legs broken, and she's still conscious and fighting. Uh, uh, what's that telling you? They, they, they've been playing with these people. And they had done something to fortify their skeletal system. They had an external exoskeleton. You know. Um, um, so again, you know, when we're looking at that, even the police officers were amazed. And when the gal recovered, she jumped over a rail and the cops couldn't keep up with her. She just got done getting hit by a vehicle moving, like I said, about 110, 120 kilometers an hour, 70, 70 to 75 miles an hour. Again, what is that telling you? You know, uh, so like I said, um, no, they couldn't keep up. So, and she was, and it took six guys after she got hit by the vehicle. It took six guys to hold her down, to cover. So something triggered her, something activated her, maybe her frequency, who knows. And the other one, well, the other one had her legs broken or else she would have, if both of them had been standing, they would have, they would have overpowered the police force. Um, so, well, I guess she never followed through. They, they had a follow-up with this, the one that um, walked away. Uh, they let her free after about, I don't know, a month or so in the in the hokey there, uh, and she got out, met a guy. He took her to her took her to his apartment, and she took a hammer and just smashed the skull with it. So maybe it's a good thing you were she wasn't around when you were younger. Um, yeah. So like I said, you know that, and that was how long ago when that came out. So where are they at today? with this where are they at today with this so like i said you're not going to see uh you're not going to see that being televised on nbc cbc cbs abc or msn or whoever you know and again if you start looking up uh, super soldier programs um uh, you may, I don't know what you, you, I don't know what you'll stumble into the best, some of the best, um, some of the best information you're going to get is on a sci-fi channel. If you look at the Avengers, for instance, it's a perfect example of military industrial complex developing a super soldier program, Captain America, a, a super 
soldier uh, that had his DNA literally destroyed. Dan inserted protein and peptides in a new DNA uh, that they charged, energized with some kind of radiation. Uh, you look at the Thor character. He's a super soldier, a, a space super soldier. You know, you look at um, uh, Hawkeye and Natasha. These are super soldiers that have their reflexes honed up. You know, they're not as strong as Captain America or as fast, but they, again, have specific uh, genetic improvements. This is all military. You know, all these Iron Man, literally a living tank, a, a man that's connected to a machine, literally. You know, uh, you see all these, these are all little clues. If you pay attention, not get caught up in the entertainment aspect of it. You know, so, um, well, the Hulk is a genetic experiment. He's another type of super soldier, right? Uh, that just so happened to get, had his DNA altered by, by a freak accident. Spider-Man, if you look at Spider-Man, he got bit by a radioactive spider. That he later you find out that his father had genetically engineered these spiders so that the venom would react with his, their DNA to create a, a condition. You look at Superman. Superman comes from a planet where they genetically engineered their population so that they're all programmed to do something. And his father had uh, did not genetically engineer him, but because his mother and father were genetically engineered, that would have transferred over, but downloaded the genetics of the planet inside of him. You know, uh, you look at all the, uh, you look at uh, Diana, another super soldier type that was created to defend or be a defender of the of the island. You look at all that, and you, you know, Batman, again, another super soldier that, again, uh, is similar to Iron Man in some, in some levels. But when you look at all of that, that's what they're developing or working on or have come up with, you know, a, an advanced military. Um, well, I, I used to read, I, when I was younger, I grew up on comic books. But then when you're looking at the, videos and you again and then when you become awake and know what's going on you can make the connections with what we we're reading as kids and what we're looking at today and what's the real what the real deal is you know if you look at uh gold key you know magnus the robot fighter again a genetically enhanced uh male that was able to with his bare hands rip robots apart again uh, and was trained by a robot or an artificial intelligence to be able to do that and had been given enhancements to give him those abilities. These, again, these are all super soldiers, all programs. all uh, And again, they're giving you all these clues just in the simplest little thing like a comic book. So when you start watching some of the sci-fi stuff, you start watching things like even the X-Files, you, you, you start to see some connections. And you begin to realize that maybe perhaps, uh, maybe perhaps they are still, there's, you know, what they're showing us, they have been done. Maybe they have perfected to some level. Uh, and again, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if you, China, Russia, Germany, France, uh, England, UK, USA, Canada, have their own version of a super soldier that they have all worked together to develop. You know, uh, that kind of thing. Um, 
that you're seeing, uh, like I said, you're being entertained with, opt away. I suspect we're going to see some kind of enhanced military that, again, everybody will just, or an enhanced, please look at RoboCop. RoboCop is the perfect uh, uh, show on transhumanism. They put a man's brain or and his consciousness inside of a machine. Um, you know, the, the um, ghost in the shell, same thing. A more modernized version of that. Uh, so when they're they're showing us all these things, they're not showing us. They're not showing these things for entertainment value. They never have. You know, they're showing you these things because they're giving you an insight of what they're really doing and how they're really doing it. And again, we're just basically um, uh, being entertained with this. But a lot of this stuff is more real than you realize. You know, we're in the day today of a technogenetic uh, revolution, or not a revolution, a, a new, a new um, introduction of where we're going. We're using DNA in everything today. They're doing DNA experiments with all kinds of things because DNA is the only thing that they have that can handle data flow and and uh, memory. And with DNA, it's the perfect uh, uh, microchip or nanochip or picochip that can operate as efficiently as it does. So this is why I keep telling everybody at the same time, keep them crossed. If you're a woman, keep them packed if you're a guy. You do not know today what you're getting involved with. You know, we're no longer in, those, in the days where we can just go around and fool around with our DNA. Not no more anyway, you know. So, yay, she made it. Aha. Phenomenal. Phenomenal or whatever. Okay. Um, the 144,000 that they're talking about in the Bible, I think they're a specific genome. I think that's one of the reasons why these injections were released the way they were, is to corrupt that genetic code. They are a specific genetic uh, group that are going to represent God at the very end, and the, in my the way I'm understanding it anyway, um, the uh, but nobody really knows who they really are. They these are twelve thousand from twelve tribes of Israel. Okay, so uh, so we know that they're from a specific um, genetic lineage, but we don't really know who they are. Mm. You know. Uh, so anyway, let me get on with the show here. Give me a minute. Oh, wrong one. Let me see here. Where am I at? All right, I'm going to talk about old Canada. And you ain't going to believe what you're going to hear here. Uh, I'll let her, I'll, I'll let this play. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was hearing. But I'll let this play so you can see what's going on here. Hold on one second. This is for everybody, the Commonwealth, but specifically for Canada. In a second, here we go. Here we go. Division one on the Canada Growth Fund. Um, and I have some concerns about that section of the bill. It's going to provide $2 billion to you as minister to buy shares in a corporation which does not exist. 
there's no legislation which tells us anything about this yet to be created corporation. Uh, we don't know anything about the composition of the board or even whether there will be a board. Uh, there's nothing to tell us about the financial controls that will be exercised over the $2 billion. And there's nothing to indicate what the governance structure is going to be. And equally concerning, there's a section there in that part of the bill that says that the $2 billion isn't the most that's going to be paid out. It leaves it quite open that there could be uh, future monies coming out of, the, uh, out of the Consolidated Revenue Fund, and there's no limit on it. So uh, what I don't understand is why, if you're going to establish a fund uh, with, with money of that magnitude, why isn't there a separate bill which would outline uh, the specifics of, of, of the company and also what the company is going to do, what the mandate is, what the objectives are, uh, what the board composition is going to be? So it's, it's really concerning to see $2 billion going out with an explanation. I think there were 17 lines there, and it leaves it quite open uh, that additional monies can be paid out of the Consolidated Revenue Fund. So why is there not a separate piece of legislation? Um, well, thank you for the question and thank you for focusing on what I actually believe is one of the most important elements of this was introduced in the budget and elaborated on in the fall economic statement and something that I see as one of the most important elements of our green transition. Um, the Canada Growth Fund will actually be capitalized at $15 billion, and the objective is for that government money to pull in private capital at a ratio of at least three to one. It will be managed by professionals. We understand that we need to have actual investment professionals do this work. It's going to do some very perform some very sophisticated jobs in the green transition, including contracts for difference, which we are hearing from investors in Canada and outside Canada is a really important element to ensure that people have the confidence in our carbon pricing system to invest in it. And I'll just add one more thing. I, I do want yeah, to hear your I next question, Senator. But to the question of why are we doing it now? I would say to you two things. One, the green transition, we have to act quickly. But from my perspective, the Biden administration's Inflation Reduction Act added to the urgency with which Canada needs to act. They are deploying hundreds of billions of dollars to invest in the green transition. We need to move really, really fast. And so getting this fund in place quickly is more important than but, ever. But Minister, you can't put the fund in place. You're saying, give me the $2 billion, I'll buy some shares, but the company doesn't even exist. The, 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 the company doesn't exist, and you're, you're giving us all this information verbally. If that's, if that's the mandate of this soon-to-be or this uh, corporation you're talking about, why isn't it in the legislation? I mean, you know, we're looking at this. There's 17 lines there to justify spending two, at least $2 billion, and then it leaves it wide open for there to be additional appropriations coming out of the, coming out of the Canada Revenue Fund. Like, 
I'm just very, very surprised to see it. Two billion dollars with no with no explanation within the bill over how the two billion dollars is going to be controlled. The, the company's not even created, and you're going. What are you going to buy shares in? There's no company yet. Senator, you are one of the um, most precise and best, you know, with have this one of, you're one of the most precise questioners I face and have a very, very strong financial background. And I really appreciate that. And I think that scrutiny is important. What I would say in terms of the Canada Growth Fund is what I hear from Canadians and from Canadian businesses, especially in wake of the Inflation Reduction Act, is Canada has to move fast and Canada has to move faster than we have hitherto. So we are moving quickly to structure the Canada Growth Fund. We're going to be fully transparent in how we stand it up and details are going to be forthcoming in the coming weeks and months. Well, well, but I really believe given the hundreds of billions of dollars that the U.S. is deploying, we cannot allow the U.S. to suck all of that investment south of the border. Division. <laughs> <laughs> That's like you going to a bank, say you need a loan, okay, you need a loan, and you need a million bucks, but not indicate any reason why you want to spend the money. You know, I need to borrow a million dollars. What are you going to do with it? Well, I got this investment plan. What are you investing it in? I don't know yet. We don't have it set up. How far do you think you'd get with that? <laughs> How far do you think the bank will say, oh, sure, we'll give you a million dollars. We get it. You got a million bucks. You're going to invest it. We're, you're, yeah, we'll give it to you. <laughs> now, this is the same government, the same government that's got in place pedophile education for the elementary school kids. The same government that is spending money on educating kids on suicide and then giving them the ability to go and commit these acts without without telling their parents. And yet Canada is basically a third world country except for four or five parts in the country that have wealth. The rest of the country is broke. And the mismanagement of the Liberal Party, like, I mean, they were so, so forthcoming with the injections. Oh, two-week curve. Oh, this will protect you from COVID. Oh, yeah, you'll be you'll be just fine. <laughs> 88 people every day in the city of Windsor being picked up to be taken to the morgue or to the incinerator. Every day, 88 people are being picked up from these from the violations of these injections or some side effect or, or maybe from uh, uh, casual contact and the jumping 88 a day in a city of about a hundred uh, 150,000 people we got to make room for the new wave of of slaves coming in <laughs> you know we got a bunch of people dying so we got to make we got to make room for the new slaves you know we, now we have open open vacancy in windsor 
Yet this city will not lift a finger for the for the homeless, not one penny. You know, and this is right across Canada. Not one penny. We had we had homeless people about it was a year ago that had camped out in a, uh, on a small park on the west end of the city, and the city made them made them move. They had nowhere to go, no place to live. Instead of building some sort of townhouse. Uh, place for them which wouldn't have taken long but that costs money that costs profits that lowers your profit margin that makes you unattractive to any investor because the city of Windsor is losing money because of charity imagine that <laughs> so this is Canada oh Canada <laughs> you know <laughs> because the United States is going to spend hundreds of billions of dollars in this green project or project now think about this for one minute okay think about this for one minute we are going to spend two billion dollars in canada where are they getting this money from are they tapping into the rrsps are they tapping into the rsps where are they getting it from are they ta tapping into the old age pension because they pretty well effed everybody out of their jobs in the last three years. A lot of people still have not recovered. They're not collecting the tax revenue they had at one time. But they must be collecting money from the insurance they have on everybody that has died from these injections. Has to be. 100000 or $200,000 per head that, that have died. And maybe that's where they're getting the money from. I don't know. Blood money. But you can bet your ass that if they get this kind of money, that the get price of gas in this country is probably going to be over $2 a liter. At least $2 a liter. Mark my words. Every time we have sent money to the Ukraine, our gas prices go up. Every time. Every time they decide to help some country in some place in the middle of you know, nowhere, you know, our gas prices go up. Yeah, yeah, I read that today. I saw something on that, and I thought, oh, man, you know, gas, though. Electricity is costs you way more. We don't even have the grid in place for these electric cars. This is what I'm saying. If they're going to spend $100 billion on, on turning everything into electric, most people will not be able to live in the cities because the electromagnetic fields will be off the chart. Electromagnetic radiation will be just wiping out everybody's DNA and genetic code. Imagine that. We got, uh, what was it? The other day I was reading another situation with Elon Musk's electric car. Some Something happened, you know, blew up or something. These are time bombs. These, this is the worst effing technology I have ever seen. You know, they may work in maybe in a limited environment. They may work in a factory. They may work, you know, because you got robots and it's a controlled environment. But you got a machine driving down the road that's going to do about 80 or 90 miles an hour. If it gets into an accident, you got about 30 seconds to get out of that car or you'll wind up being incinerated. Those batteries, because once the lithium uh, bypasses the dielectric and makes contact with the cobalt, it's basically game over. It'll, it'll burst into flames and the smoke and the shit that comes out of those batteries are unbelievable. You know, they don't even have a grid for that. Uh, 
Yeah, well, you know why? Because uh, the people in Europe are now chopping down trees so they'll have heat for the winter because the United States created a problem in Europe getting natural gas from Russia. It's incredible, the stupidity. You couldn't find, you couldn't, you couldn't buy this kind of stupid. To create this kind of anomaly and pro and problems. They're saying we have a problem with resources. We don't have a problem with resources. We have a problem with idiots in charge that are controlling the resources. You know, I've said this many a time. We already had we already had uh car carburetors in the fifties that could get you hundred miles to a gallon. And why didn't we ever use why didn't we ever use hydrogen? And why didn't we ever use a turbine engine over an in, uh, uh, internal combustion engine? That's a, the, the dumbest, the most inefficient engine out there. Um, well, asthmatic children, you know, the, if you were using hydrogen, the only thing you get out of hydrogen is water. So there's no pollution. If you're getting 50, mile, 50 miles to a gallon, back then they didn't have to add all these additives in there like they're doing today. Uh, so, you know, natural And the reason why they want to ban, and I'll tell you the reason why they want to ban gas stoves and gas water heaters, anything running with gas. Because that natural gas now will get a premium price in Europe. That's why. That's the only reason why they're doing it. They're not doing it because of the green bullshit. That's all bullshit. Okay. We got more natural gas and we know what to do with. We, we, we could burn it for the next 100 to 200 years and we still wouldn't burn it all. The reason why they're trying to take that away from Americans primarily is so that you, if you wanted to get you an electric grid, you're going to be paying four or five times more than, than you're paying now for uh, warming your homes or running an air conditioner or wherever, especially say you're down in Texas or Arizona or New Mexico, uh, Louisiana, Florida, where you get that, that humid weather from Texas to Florida and you get that dry desert weather in uh, Arizona, New Mexico, Southern, Southern California, you need air conditioning to regulate the, uh, the climate. Well, if you gotta pay four or five times more than what you're paying now, you ain't, you ain't going to run it. Matter of fact, you may not even stay there. Uh, so the natural gas that they're trying to stop you from using is so that they can say, sell it to Europe. Because right now, Europe is not getting any natural gas from Russia. So they'll take what we have here as, as our supply and sell it to them for a premium. That's the way it works with food. Same thing. The food that we grow here Instead of feeding Canadians with the with the prime stuff, they sell that to Europe or Japan or China for a premium. We get the secondhand stuff from Costa Rica or Argentina or whatever. So we get a banana from there, we get an apple from there, and you know, even when you get Macintosh apples here in Canada, Macintosh apples are usually about the size of a hardball, maybe a little bit bigger. And they have that tangy sweet taste to them. And they're soft in the middle. What we're getting today almost, almost feels like you're biting into wood. You know. So this is where ingenuity comes in. Because if they do something this stupid, then everybody needs to invent something to um, and share it with everybody. Don't sell it. Just share it. You'd be surprised at the revenue that will bring to you anyway. But if you share that information with everybody, and everybody starts building, guess what? The 
natural gas companies, the electric companies, the governments will go broke. Because you can't, if it's not patented, if there's no patent on it, and it's all uh, freeware, and you got a, a, a got whatever going on, they can try their ass to, to regulate it, and they won't be able to do a damn thing because it's already in place. When I gave everybody those videos on the YouTube channel, and I showed you how to make things, that, and I gave it away, the reason why I did that, because <clears throat> if everybody's got that data, <clears throat> Excuse me. If everyone's got that data, it's you can't take it away. They can shut down YouTube. They can do whatever the hell they want there. But everybody will still have that information. And all you got to do is share it with everybody. Even if you bought the flash drive from me, I even encourage you to share the information with people. Just share it. You know, and you'd be surprised. Now you can't stop it. How are you going to stop it? Everyone's got it. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's using it. You know. And if you can't use one material, you can find another material that has similar properties and do it that way. So, again, this is how you circumvent the system. Um, um, so, have you ever seen Sun? So, again, like I said, here, that's how we got to start doing things. Again, in more of a cooperative rather than a competitive, you know. Um, so, again, here, this is what they're doing. This is all they're doing. They've even told us they don't have enough electricity to run in the grid now, supposedly to support the the system the way it is. And uh, now we're going to run electric cars that are not self-charging. See, that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. You know, the car has limited range, uh, has a high liability. Can you imagine the Can you imagine the insurance? The insurance on an electric car? First, the bloody thing costs you, what, about $75,000, $80,000? And then you got to replace the batteries in two years. It's another $15,000. Imagine that. Then you got to hook up an electrical setup for, uh, from your house so that when you come home at night, you run it into a charger. Imagine your, your hydro bill then. You know, uh, well, you know, you just won't be able to go to those places. <laughs> you just won't be able to go to those places, you know. Uh, they're talking about now, I forget, I think it was a highway in Arizona. They were uh, putting some kind of a platform. So while, you, so while truck drivers, uh, <laughs> watch me. <laughs> Spoken like a true woman. Watch me. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> um, they're trying to put this grid on the highway so that when truck drivers are driving their trucks, it keeps the truck charged. Now, that is so crazy. Like, why are we not using hydrogen? Yeah, why are we not using hydrogen? This I do not understand. Uh, a dollar an egg in New Zealand, egg cartons have four eggs only, limit two cartons per customer. Yeah, New Zealand. I've been down in New Zealand. I w I've been to Wellington. And um, uh, when I was there, my Canadian dollar was getting me about 34 cents more. But I saw everything there was so pricey because everything's imported. And I saw the grocery stores and the supermarkets. I saw the eggs. Actually, the eggs are not refrigerated there. Uh, at least the store I went to. So, which is actually, they last longer. Um, 
But it, yeah, New Zealand's got that that thing there that's running the country. I don't that genetic reject from a test tube, another one, you know. I don't know where they get these genetic rejects from test tubes from. I mean, they, I don't know where they're building them, but they really need to do something about it. They don't work, or they work pretty poorly. You know, I we got one here, uh, Tam Tam, the scam. So, I mean, and then they got that thing down in New Zealand. And then we got a prime minister here. Um, they already had those. They, they had those when I was driving truck way back in the 80s. Uh, GM was driving... Uh, using trucks uh, on the highway with nobody driving way back then. And they are using, uh, in some of the construction sites, uh, where they're um, blasting ore and, and transporting um, the, uh, the the rock or the, whatever the, the material that they get out of it. They're not, there's no drivers driving those. Those are all done automatically. They got robots in there that, you know, there's nobody sitting in the dr uh, driver's seat. The thing is programmed to go up the hill, they, uh, uh, a crane is there or backhoe's there and it's all, all robotic. It scoops up the stuff, puts it into the, um, into the truck. The truck has got a scale inside of it. Once it reaches a certain weight, it drives away and another one comes in its place. It's all done automatically. So they've had this for quite some time. This is nothing new, nothing new at all, you know. And a lot of the, uh, automotive factories in the, in the U.S., uh, GM, Ford, and Chrysler, they had, Things that were driving around all day long on a track, bringing parts to different parts of the line. Uh, if somebody needed a part, they would punch in the thing, and this thing would just drive all the way across the across the factory to the designated area and bring the part. And if it didn't have the part, it would go to the section where another robot would put that part on it on the on the, the dolly or whatever it was, and then it would and again continue driving. So this is nothing new. Uh, well, that explains it. I showed my girls. How to uh, how to get big rigs to honk, uh, and very few would. Now I know why. No drivers. Well, <laughs> being an extra driver, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> some situations in my day when I was driving that made me do one more than just honk. But anyway, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, a lot of vehicles, uh, they were already doing that back in the 80s. So this is nothing new. You know, it's now more perfected during this time. But again, nothing new, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, that actually works. I I, I had a situation once I was coming home. It was on my last day out, and I was coming home, and I was in Michigan. I was in Detroit, actually, on my way to the Ambassador Bridge, and a guy pulls up beside me. His mirrors are all tinted. Couldn't see in. And as I was driving, he would pull up, back off, pull up, back off. So I reached down and grabbed my tire, buddy, because I didn't know what was coming. Usually when you see such shit like that, you know, you got to look out for your front tire. Somebody may shoot out the front tire and cause you to, you know, stop. So anyway, he rolls down the window, and lo and behold, yeah, Eve was sitting there, <laughs> you know, uh, butt naked. And I thought, oh, look at that. Anyway, then he, then he calls me and asks me if I was uh, impressed. I said, yeah, I'm a little impressed. I said, but I'm, I'm surprised that you're sharing your wares. He says, oh, I thought I'd make your life a little bit more easier. Mm, not really. I was on my way home, hadn't been home for a week. So, I mean, 
it just it just made me drive a little faster to get home <laughs> so that, these are the things you see on the highway right so yeah, i got home a lot quicker than normal um the um so you now there's a lot of wild things that go on in the in the trucking world some things are just you, you wouldn't believe it even if you're looking at it so um these things will happen so i, I so when you're saying that you taught your girls how to get truckers attention <laughs> something like that would get mine let's just put it that way <laughs> whoa look at that <laughs> art at its best <laughs> and it's driving um yeah, so we're we got we got things, you know. These are distractions today. Today, honest to God, these are nothing but distractions. You know, it's um, uh, we got to really stay focused on the genetic war coming. And like I said, back then we were foolish and young, and and today you don't have that luxury. You know, it's and as entertaining as that sounds, there's a there was always a dark cloud with that. So you know, you. Uh, if I were you, I would not teach them how to get anybody's attention, not these days. Um, you don't know if the driver's now a clone, a shapeshifter, an alien. You don't know, you know. Uh, it, um, you know when, it, when I think back, that's what I think. You know, what, what did I, <laughs> what was I sharing my DNA with? You know, it, like I said, keep it packed and keep them crossed today. You do not have that luxury to assume anything today we are not living in those times and even in those times that we were growing up in, we really didn't know what we were doing you know we were programmed to the hilt we were programmed to be so rebellious it wasn't even funny you know everything that we did was what anti-establishment remember that terminology we're going to be anti-establishment you know uh uh <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> okay laughing my ass off no they do not they do the hand signal to hook the horn to honk the horn okay i get what you mean yeah to pull down okay they are too young for that and i open a can of whoop ass <laughs> they did something but I wouldn't. I wouldn't call that nasty. I would call that more of a ex, exhibiting uh, exhibition. <laughs> Whoa! Look at that. You know, that's not nasty. Nasty is something else. That they all all that was going on was exhibition. Uh, but you are right. Nowadays, too dangerous these days. Hence, uh, this mob packs heat. Yeah. Well, see, that's a, that's. I think everybody should. You know, <laughs> this mob packs heat. <laughs> um that's true too but you gotta remember they've had we okay the generation i came from we were the prototype they effed with our heads like you wouldn't believe and then they let us loose and then that perpetuated to the next generation and the next one so when we're looking at the when we're looking at all that's happened and where we're at today you know uh I I see segregation coming irregardless, you know, and it won't be. And again, it won't be about color. It's going to, or ethnicity. It's going to be about genetics. It's going to be about protecting the genetic code. You know, we don't have that. Like I said, we don't have that luxury to think anymore that, oh, we're just going to go out there and pick up a gal or the gal's going to pick up a guy and take them, take them home and, you know, exchange genetics. It, 
that's those days are done. Um, good to know. <laughs> I hate I hate talking to dead people. You know, they kind of makes the hairs on my back stand up. Um, anyway, let me get on here with this. I want to get on some of this going. Um, uh, so again, you're seeing the stupidity of Canada. Um, so I don't know which one to go first. Okay. Um, let me read something here. Inorganic food additives might make babies more vulnerable to potentially life-threatening allergies. You don't say. <laughs> They've been putting soy in baby food for the last 40 years. And all these kids are winding up with rashes and stomach disorders and uh, colon disorders and esophageal disorders, all because of soy. Now they have taken it to a whole new level of destruction. Okay. Uh, it's okay. The symptoms can range from uh, such as an itchy, itchy mouth or skin rash to severe, such as difficulty breathing or drop in blood pressure. Wow. Imagine that. Inorganic nanoparticles were found to potentially cross the placental barrier and enter breast milk. That was known 10 years ago. Increasing the risk of food allergies in infants. Now, that is just coming from mom. So mom goes to the store and she's buying bread and she's eating cereal and she's eating vegetables that have absolutely been coated or, or saturated or buying lunch meat or buying even regular meat that may have, they may have added nano silver to it. Uh, again, ionic silver, <laughs> ionic silver, that cracks me up. Again, eating this can in fact be transferred. Now, okay, let me read this here. Uh, <clears throat> A review, a review recently published in Frontiers in Allergy by Mohamed Issa of University of Paris, Saclay, and uh, colleagues warned that potential unintended health consequences of significant changes to food production through the use of nanoparticles. The review presents evidence that nanoparticles can cross the placental barrier and put fetuses at high risk of potentially dangerous food allergies. Due to the immunotoxic and biocidal properties of nanoparticles, exposure may disrupt the post-intestinal microbiota beneficial exchange and may interfere with intestinal barrier and gut-associated immune system. Development in fetus and neonite. Imagine that. Cause mutations. You know, they may be linked to the epidemic of immune-related disorders in children, such as food allergy, a major public health concern. This... These mutations that people are having is a direct result of nanotechnology. Nanoparticles are all programmable. Frequencies can affect uh, nanoparticles to agglomerate, aggregate, and alter biology. Um, you know. Uh, so, uh, this is really important to understand. This is why I tell you all the time, do not eat any grains. Do not eat any cereal, no bread of any kind, you know, no pseudo grain like uh, oats or, or barley or rice or quinoa or buckwheat, you know, um, uh, so again, these are things that, 
you know, you have to avoid because of the load. And again, even vegetables, when you're looking at them, only root-based, root-based. Tell you, a friend of mine is in the hospital with double pneumonia. Do you get him on iodine? Even if you paint it on the skin, it'll help. That's one of the things that cures pneumonia. The other thing that cures pneumonia real quick is um, turpentine. But you're not going to get that into them. But what you can do, you can buy them a bottle of either balsam fir, Siberian fir, spruce, uh, Scots pine, or pine, essential oil, and have him rub that on his chest. Uh, have someone rub it on the back of his chest or on his legs and paint iodine, whether it's on his ass, on his thighs, on the stomach, you know, and let him absorb the iodine. That should help him recover a lot faster. You know, hopefully he didn't get a jab, you know, while he was in the hospital. So, but that should help. Uh, does grounding help in any way? Yeah, well, what are you grounding? <laughs> <laughs> Does grounding help in any way? What, what are you grounding? You know, motors, engines, you know, what are you grounding? Um, you know, the nano silver, or not nano silver, but the nanoparticles they're putting in the food supply. Now I'm going to talk about women's undergarments. Because there's a whole section here. I think that's what I was going to go to next. Let me see here. Hold on. Oh, no, I'm going to, okay, I'll touch on that too. Next generation of wireless technology may leverage the human body for energy. Okay, right now in India, they're supposed to be having 7G, and 7G, what it is, is basically uh, wireless using people to transfer the data. Basically, they're the antenna that's basically sending the frequencies to other, other uh, devices. Now, they're talking 6G here. 6G, can you imagine? They're finally talking 6G. Visible light communications. In other words, we're going to use those LEDs to fire frequencies at you so that you will now become further damaged by the transfer rate of the light to, to your devices. And if you happen to be in the way, oh well. And we are talking about this. Uh, Pre-Medicate had mentioned this in the... Um, some of his videos when he was referencing Li-Fi. So now they're calling Li-Fi 6G. I wonder, somebody's been saying 6G's been here for a bit. Now they're talking about it. Now they're getting it out there. Now they're talking about it, only four years later. <laughs> but this, like I said, we've had 6G for quite some time. You know, the, um, uh, they were using it back in the 50s as a targeting. Someone says, well, they didn't have any use for it back then. They did have a use for it back then. And again, if they wanted to take you out with it, you'd be hit with it, and all of a sudden you'd have problems. You know, they're talking about terrorist frequencies being safe. Shit, there's all kinds of data saying that it isn't safe. But here we go. And 6G uses a terahertz frequency as well. But we're now talking visible light. Imagine that. Uh, See, here, here's the thing now. Again, this goes right back to the um, uh, Navajo, pro the Hopi prophecies where a man's own house will kill him. Part of the appeal of VLC is that the infrastructure is already everywhere in our homes. Vehicles, streetlights, and offices are all lit by LED bulbs. 
which also could be transmitting data. Anything with a camera like our smartphones, tables, laptops could be a receiver. Imagine that. Imagine that. The team's first task was to design an antenna out of coiled copper wire to collect the leaked RF, which they did, but how to maximize the collection of energy. So this gives you a bit of a breakdown. Another assault coming down the pipe. And they're going to say it's safe, as they always do. It's safe, and it's going to benefit mankind. Hi, Tony from Marcy in Australia. Thank you for your great work. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, regarding the nano you're talking about. Uh, okay, what, we, what did he ask me here? Does grounding, oh, um, it doesn't stop the nano, but it does allow the frequency to flow through you and go somewhere else. Um, there you go. Green Medic is right there. Uh, there you go. Um, there you go. I am. Um, EMF is electricity and frequency. EMF. There we go. Um, okay. Uh, thanks. I crafted a little food plate, aluminum foil. Okay. Uh, All righty. So again, another new toy to give you joy. Well, they drop you in a box six feet under. <laughs> it's safe, but it's safe. <laughs> I don't know why they think we need so many conveniences. That's another thing that makes me wonder. You know, do you guys feel this is this technology has made your life more convenient? I don't, I mean, I'm thinking that the convenience factor benefited the corporations. That's my thinking. I've had to work more, work longer, not make the money that I, that they used. People that worked in the factories back in the 80s and 90s made way more money and spent less time at work. And today we have all this technology and we're spending more time at work uh, with this technology and making less money. Something's gone wrong. <laughs> You know, something has just gone a little bit wacky. All right, let me get on with this because I'm running out of time. Um, I want to present that. Okay, that one's done too. Uh, nope, I see where you go here. Is that this one? All right, nano silver in period products. That's what the article is called. So don't shoot the messenger. I'm just reading what it says here. You know. Potential effects of nanosilver containing period products on vaginal and vulvar tissue. It ain't good. <laughs> you know, I warned you about this, but now you've actually got the documentation. So for all of you women that are still going through those times of menstruation and menstruation and, you know, going through your cycle, you may want to read this to understand what I've been saying for years and years about this, these products how these products can leave a residual inside of you, can build up inside of you, and then start poisoning you because they wind, wind up uh, acting as an antibacterial and an antimicrobial that is there, those microbes and bacteria are there to protect your biology. Now, the same thing applies to the men. If you are <clears throat> engaging in genetic exchange and you're wearing a raincoat to the shower, Check to make sure that what you're wearing doesn't have nano into it. Because when while you're exchanging, you're absorbing that, and so is she. In fact, you're driving it, in, you're driving it home in her. So <clears throat> remember, these guys that come up with this stuff, they're not here to, uh, 
they're not here to protect you on any level, you know. Uh, so again, you know, when you read this article, even clothing, the athletic clothing that you're wearing, uh, silver-treated silver -treated athletic, athletic clothing has been implicated in several cases of thermal burns when worn during an MRI treatment. <laughs> what happens when you put a magnetic field on metal? Some, those molecules speed up and get heated. <laughs> Boom. You know. Now, this is the part I was telling you about, what companies are saying about the antibacterial period products. Now, the reason why they're putting it in there, they're saying, is so you don't stink. Yet the report says it doesn't make a difference. They've not seen any significant change where having the silver or non-silver. Now, I think the matter of stinking all boils down to your own personal hygiene and what and how you clean. That's my opinion anyway. So, but anyhow, uh, it, the difference between these two terms, uh, it's not nano-silver, it's ionic silver. This is, what, this is how they play the game. And most people don't take the time to read what ionic silver is. It's a nano-silver. The difference between these two terms is not entirely clear. The purpose of adding silver is in whatever form to a fabric is to release silver ions, which effectively kill bacteria. Nano-silver is a form of small-sized silver, which easily releases silver ions. It's not exp uh, expensive and thus commonly used. Any other form, and any other form of silver in order to be an effective antibacterial agent will also release silver ions, thus posing the risk of exposure. Now, the person that did this report did not take the time to go and read what the difference is between nano-silver and ionic silver. There is no difference. They're the same thing. One is releasing a charge. That's the only difference. But, because you can, you can make nano-silver without charging it. But, but, ionic silver is between 5 nanometers and 500 nanometers. And the way it works is the bigger the number, the smaller the particle. And the smaller the particle means the more you can compact into a material. That's what makes silver or anything nano uh, dangerous um, in regarding uh, in regarding to uh, density of these materials. Uh, so, uh, hey Tony, every day I take one one a day vitamin, uh, garlic, zinc, and I magnesium. I have is that enough for daily maintenance? Well, I don't know how, how clean your vitamin is. I, I haven't found one yet that was clean. They all got some shit in them. Uh, and I always tell people to start reading the other ingredients and also read the formulation. To this day, I have not found one that I would use. So I don't know what you're using. Uh, if you're using garlic, vitamin C, zinc, no problem. Magnesium, no problem. If you are looking at doing something, then you might want to find a B complex that's clean. Uh, and using electrolytes and then adding to it uh, some of the other antioxidants. But most vitamins today, I wouldn't feed them to a pig, to be honest with you. The cleanest ones I have found are not sold in the health food store. You have to actually go to a uh, farm supply and get what they're feeding horses and cows. And even then, you got to read the labels because sometimes they add soy to some of their stuff, you know. Um, so let's see here. <clears throat> Is microcrystalline cellulose nano? Well, it could be, but when you see the word micro on there, that's usually in a um, 
on a million scale, uh, <clears throat> which is not it does which is not nano, but because like I said when they um, when they say they're selling you nano silver ten parts per million, and it's actually ten parts per billion. So again, I wouldn't trust it. But the problem with microcrystalline cellulose is it will assemble in the body. It's a fiber or ligand that nanoparticles will use to construct and build circuitry with. So I tell people all the time, uh, don't use anything with micro, uh, microcrystalline cellulose. Uh, they were talking about magnesium stearate. Magnesium stearate is harmless. In fact, magnesium stearate is what the heart uses. Okay, all, all these reports. I looked at some of these reports. I'm thinking, where the hell are they getting this bullshit from? They actually take the time and look at magnesium stearate. It's just an acid. <clears throat> That's bound with magnesium that, again, the heart can use. So, you know, uh, what kind of electrolytes? Mm, okay. Um, depending where you live. If you are um, in the U.S., uh, there's a company called Nutribiotic Electrolytes. I would use that. That one used to be clean. Now, I don't know if it still is. Um, you may want to, um, if it's... If the capsule is um, vegan, empty it out. Tony, 75-year-old woman taking ta uh, taking five to seven hundred milligram vitamin da uh, vitamin vitamin daily C has urine burn. Do you have a suggestion other than uh, laying the C? Oh, she's taking five capsules of 700 milligrams of vitamin C. Is that what, I think that's what you're trying to say. Well, I have her take it with a little calcium or a little magnesium or mix it in baking soda. So then she has a sodium ascorbate or she mixes it with magnesium and uh, baking soda. She can wind up with a magnesium ascorbate. Uh, this will buffer the C. She's probably just too acidic from taking too much C. She's taking over, if, if I'm reading this correctly, she's taking over three and a half grams a day, which is really okay. Not, it's nothing wrong with it, but if she's getting a burning sensation, then she needs to buffer it. Uh, should I take about equal amounts of zinc chloride and cough chloride? Uh, I'm nano. So yeah, I, that's all I use it. I never bought into their beliefs. Uh, you know, well, it's about time you're finally here. <laughs> Can Magsterate be nano? I don't think so. Well, it could be. Magnesium can be put on a nano scale as well, uh, you know. So uh, it could be, but magnesium stearate, if you look it up and you look up magnesium, you look at stearic acid, the heart uses both of them, you know. <laughs> so you know what it was? You know what it was, uh, Free Medic? She's there watching that virus war thing she got she got sidetracked and got all caught up into it and she forgot about the show <laughs> 500 milligrams okay she only taking that once a day or what um uh i'm taking scs should i use why why just use why not just use uh, um yogurt or just regular probiotic you don't have to go to that extreme i i mean unless you got unless you're rich i mean I would only use those spore-based uh, probiotics only if you got something uh, serious, you know. So, you, I mean, you don't. Have, you're just replacing what you're removing. 
So, you know, I mean, you don't have to, you can use whatever you want uh, as far as that goes, but a simple yogurt or simple keeper that has probiotic combination of more, let's say five or 10 strains would be more than enough. Um, uh, <laughs> you're watching that show. I know you got caught up on that. You know, you're probably all, you know, worried about getting bit and turned into one of them. I get it. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um see there was something else here i think let me see here no nope, we got that talked about that get here we got the silver thing going okay now the next thing machine learning accelerates drug formulation development now imagine that they're using artificial intelligence now too far, everyone must watch season 11, episode 7, x Yeah, I already talked about that. <laughs> this is what happens when you're late. <laughs> uh, that's who. who. Uh, anyway, they're using uh, uh, artificial intelligence now to formulate your drugs. Imagine that. A machine is going to formulate your medications. Why aren't they formulating cures? You ever wonder about that? This, this AI deep learning and quick learning and far out learning and, you know, all these learning things that these things is just doing, right? Why are they not programming this thing to create a cure? Think about that. It can look at an x-ray and spot things better than people can spot them. It can spot cancer and it can do things and it can give the medical field an edge in, in um, um, discovering what's wrong with a person. So why do we need it to prescribe or to create medications? Why not use it to come up with a cure? See how they play this game? It's, it's unreal. It's all about control, all about keeping you in control. You know, getting back to uh, uh, Be the Light. Yeah, that is a good episode. And I'm, I'm just yanking her chain. Uh, but it is a good episode. It will give you a good idea what to look forward to being in a controlled society by artificial intelligence. And if you piss off artificial intelligence, like Mulder did, because he didn't leave a, didn't leave a tip, how it can make your life miserable. <laughs> and a lot of tech that they are showing you in that, in that uh, footage, uh, you can go on free movie to get it. Just type in uh, season 11 uh, and then go down, scroll down to the seventh episode. Now, okay, if you go to that free movie thing, some porn thing will pop up where some girl will jump up and her ass will jiggle or do some stupid shit. Just delete that. Go back to the movie and go down to, to the seventh thing and hit it and watch it. And you'll see how AI will be that. It'll be more, more um, um, exhibited. Uh, it's control. Um, uh, uh, well, uh, Thunder Oaks, don't worry about it. the The uh, show is always recorded. And Saturday, the shows are on at 3 p.m. Eastern here. So it's they're, they're about three hours earlier. So if you can make it on a Saturday, you can also get it there too. So... Um, you guys can come up with another forum. We can go there and do a show there if you want, or just get together. I mean, whatever, you know. Um, so there you go. So that means, um, 
you remember do you recommend taking psychedelics not today uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't advise it if you're opening your mind up to whatever's out there and AI gets a hold of you you're fucked that simple uh, it's okay to use PMF devices uh, if they're pulsing at a high level they'd be okay if they're just pulsing at a steady pulse they could actually activate the technology so they got to be able to hit pretty hard pretty direct they almost have to spike the EMP or the electromagnetic field um so hey, did you watch yeah i did i watched the whole thing at the end they go to the restaurant a normal restaurant they have a 40 dollar tip and they're happy they're they're not dealing with that shit. <laughs> you know um uh so there you go look at that. you're even getting a compliment on your dirt video um uh, now i'm gonna binge watch yeah if you go there Go, go to that free movie. Send me a, if you send me the uh, 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 email, I'll send you the link, and you can go there and just go into. All you gotta do is watch the seventh one. You don't have to binge. Just, uh, just, just season eleven, episode seven. And when you see that, it's gonna make you raise an eyebrow. You're gonna be carrying more than heat. <laughs> I got probably more like a machine gun, <laughs> but it's interesting. They go into a restaurant. They nobody's there. And we got that already in some stores I've seen. You know, you go in and you swipe your card. You walk in the store and you go get your shit and you walk out and takes your takes your money from your card. They um, the stuff that was in the show, the dogs that they had there, those mechanical dogs or those robotic dogs, that's real. DARPA has developed those. You know, um, well, yeah, but you wanted to see 11.7. So I'm directing her to, she can watch whatever she wants, but get her to watch the seventh one first, and then she can go whatever. You just want to get people all binged out on, on X-Files because that's what you were doing. <laughs> you don't want to feel guilty because you did you did that. <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm almost done with that V-War thing you sent me. So, uh, so I know... No, uh, Tony, I, I know me too well. I'll binge watch because the po uh, I'm positive there will be other shit in there that'll raise. Oh yeah, definitely. X Files was basically a, uh, a documentary. That that was a documentary. You know, uh, when you watch the X Files, I'll tell you the ones to watch, and you'll be binge watching them too. Watch Fringe, X Files, Eureka. Um, there was another one uh i forget the name of the show shit it was uh when the ai the nanoparticles took out the power grid and i can't remember what the hell someone was talking about that the other day uh, okay uh but anyway these are good good ones to watch um yeah <clears throat> yeah so did i i actually i actually downloaded most of them <laughs> but these are those are all documentaries that ain't sci-fi. They're showing you. They're basically coming out there and showing you. They got it. They got a. They got a mad scientist called Walter. I like him. You know, he's a, he's got this analytical thing, and he's got this childlike way of looking at shit. You know, he's always he's got that why question going on. He comes up with some of the most you know craziest shit out there. Um, the um, but when you watch that, you got a guy from the from World War Two. That was probably one of the most advanced science scientists of the day. You know, that would come up with stuff that 
nobody else ever thought of. And now he's working in current times with a new set of scientists. It's just amazing what the guy knows, right? So when you see him analyzing things, uh, yeah, Outer Limits is another one. Um, Twilight Zone, another one. My husband hates watching anything with me because I, I point out all the conspiracy theories. And he says, I just want to watch a show in peace. Fat chance with me. <laughs> just tell him it's genetics and you can't help yourself. <laughs> it's a neat thing. That's all you got to tell him. <laughs> just saw a movie, The Mist, about, yeah, there you go. Uh, like I said, <laughs> I will tell him so. <laughs> just say it's just genetics. You know, can't change it. It's it's embedded. <laughs> That's what I used to tell a lot of women. They used to drive me mad. I know it's genetics. You can't help yourself. <laughs> and I just walk away. <laughs> the um, a lot a lot of sci-fi that has been coming out. Okay, that V War that Mel's got me looking at. That's that gave me a, a whole different insight why <clears throat> they're leaving the unvaccinated alone or whatever will be left of the vaccinated. They're going to be used as food. Food for these zombie-like creatures that need blood to survive. They need DNA to survive, and they get it that way. Uh, and I want to tell you, my husband just got diagnosed with Meniere's disease, and the doctor said there's no cure. Uh, I said, I want to, I said, want to bet? <laughs> yeah, you're correct. Um, I have to look that up again. Okay, Meniere's disease, I believe, is an imbalance in the semicircular canal. Uh, usually, it's a bacterial growth, usually. Uh, and no, there's no cure with them. There never is a cure with them. Uh, yeah. So a lot of times, if you take the copper chloride, the zinc chloride, you can wipe that out. And if you take uh, certain essential oils and mix it with uh, oil and just swab the ears so often, that'll, that'll also wipe it out. But again, it's diet. Uh, is he eating any bread, any cereal, any pasta, any rice, any kind of grain? You know, if he's eating that shit, he's got to stop. Or just this shit will never leave, will never let him go. It'll never let him go. Um, uh, copper chloride and zinc. Yeah, diet. Yep, got it. Okay. Yeah, that that will help a lot. Uh, how about a simple forum? They even work with. Uh, well, again, that's up to everybody else if they've got the the tech. Uh, I, I don't have Discord. I never really got into it. I found that, um, well, I usually use Zoom, and you can do a Zoom uh, thing there, too. Uh, make a, a Zoom room where you get a bunch of people in there. We do that sometime. Uh, I'm, okay, I'm game. Tony's suggestion. Okay, any suggestions to treat moderate deafness not related to noise exposure? Uh, again, it boils down to diet. <clears throat> get rid of the bread, the pastas, the rices, the cereals, all grains, pseudo-grains, oat, barley, rye. Uh, buckwheat, quinoa, get rid of all of it. Um, and again, start using the copper chloride, zinc chlorides, and uh, you can also use sunflower lecithin that can help with the ears. Um, again, it has, has a cleansing effect on, on the wax buildup even, even. Phosphorus. Phosphorus is the big one. That's why I use sunflower lecithin. Phosphorus will actually uh, disperse earwax even that may be congesting the uh, ear canal. Uh,
<laughs> well, you know, I really don't care how you show up. <laughs> Just show up. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, give it a go. Give it a go. I don't see why you don't create a forum over there where you're at. You're in Sweden, you said, right? So create one, you know. Zoom is pretty good if you uh, you want to collect. Okay, in our Zoom channel, we got people from all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe. So uh, and and in Asia. So why not? You know, create one. Um, even if you get ten or twelve people, and that that's uh, that's a good group if they're solid, and you can exchange ideas and research and see what you come up with. Um, like I said, even in this forum. If you, uh, well, this group or anybody, I mean, you invite everybody and whoever shows up, shows up, right? And then you're ready to exchange. Any uh, 10 or 12 is usually pretty good. Um, and then have meetings every so often, you know, I get together like once a month, have a video, whatever, you know, uh, LOS at, at Thunder. All right, gotta get my hair. Okay, that's the hair thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, and again, when you got a, when you got a group of people together that's all doing research in various different uh, modalities or disciplines, it enhances everybody. I don't see everything. I see a lot, but I don't see everything. Mel sees something. She brings it up. She brings it up into the group. Yanni sees something. He brings it up to the group. Fire medic uh, sees something. He brings it up to the group. Cherie sees something. Fiona sees Everyone sees something. And they bring it in. And we all read it and we all get, then our knowledge expands from whatever, what everyone's doing. And that helps us again to evolve our knowledge and what is happening and what to do. You know, I even want to, I want to talk one day on a show where we get together and for whoever's got a business, whatever, we create a forum or we put them on a web page. And then instead of supplying Walmart with our money or supplying whatever, whoever you're buying shit from, Let's say someone's selling shoes or someone's selling socks, or someone's selling clothing and someone's selling, you know, electronic stuff, whatever. We support people within the group that are, are awake and outside of the perimeter. Like uh, <clears throat> these that we said, what do we call here in, in uh, Windsor, a penny saver. Penny saver was like a newspaper where everybody would post that they were selling cars and trucks and refrigerators and God knows what else. So again, if, we did something like that, we would be supporting each other, developing our own dichotomy and away from the mainstream. Something to talk about maybe in one of these shows. Uh, I'm not going to take, but I'll figure it out. I use Zoom once. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Zoom is pretty easy. It's, it's, not, it's like Skype, but better in my mind. You don't have all the censorship. Not yet anyway. But these are things we need to talk about if we're going to develop groups and pods and we grow and we develop them all over the place and we establish, you know, like I said, 10 to 12 people seems to be a good number. It doesn't, I mean, you can have bigger numbers, but again, maybe easier to manage that way. This way, everybody can talk about whatever. And again, if everyone's starting some kind of enterprise, let everybody know, either in this room or wherever you're at. This way, everyone then starts supporting everybody. And we get away from this, this dependency on this system that we got. It's going to crash anyway. Tony, if skincare products are, say, biomimetic, uh, does, it does that definitely mean 
they're using nanotechnology. Uh, the advertisers biomimetic. And when I asked them their product use, use they said no. Biomimetic can be something that resembles a bio biological agent, but is a synthetic. For instance, they can, you know, when we're talking, for instance, parasites that they can create. They look like a parasite, they act like a parasite, but they're, they are synthetic. They're an operating system. So when you're talking about biomimetic, you'd have to look at what's in there. You know, are they creating an estrogen? Are they creating a synthetic estrogen, a synthetic progesterone, a synthetic uh, DMA, uh, DHEA, whatever it may be. It may not, it's not directly produced from hormones, but designed in the lab. So again, it could be a, bio, a biomimetic in that regard. Um, you know, <clears throat> so there you go. In the first, uh, uh, okay, cool. Let's see, I'm already thinking of stuff to discuss in Zoom. All right, there you go. Okay, I'll look at the look at look at that. Thank you. Yeah. So again, if we're going to develop groups and and have groups upon groups or pods, that would be good because everyone's looking at different things. Doesn't matter what pod you're in. And then again, say if I, I'm doing a show and everyone comes to the show, or someone else is doing a show and everybody goes to that show, and they bring the information that each pod is looking at, it enhances everybody that much more. You know, I'm talking about nanogenetics, frequencies, and AI, and, and uh, cloning, okay? Somebody else might want to talk about something else. I may, may not have any interest in what I'm talking about. So, again, uh, any awareness that's coming along, some people talk about politics and the political infrastructure that's going on is, again, creating this insanity. Uh, there you go. Everyone's got something to bring to the table. So I think this would be a good idea to encourage this with everybody. Uh, Right. And we also need to support each other. You know, if you're not working, then create an enterprise. You know, if you're not working, create an enterprise. It doesn't matter if you, if you, long time ago, years ago, we were reading how to create cash flow. And one of the ways to create cash flow was becoming a window washer. Now, window washing equipment costs you maybe about 50 bucks the squeegee, the bucket dishwashing soap and the antifreeze, windshield antifreeze that you put in there. And you would charge five bucks a pane or 10 bucks a pane for front, 10, back, 10 or whatever. And one guy did that to gain cash flow of $125,000. This is way back in the day now to open up a restaurant. So he did that. And he, in a short period of time, was able to do stuff like that. So these are some simple ideas that can get some of you started to get you back on your feet. If you know how to do landscaping, cutting grass, whatever, you know, or snow removal, whatever you got, just think about your skill or skills or what you have access to to be able to, to do things. Can you paint? Can you construct? Can you can you repair? Home repairs and home maintenance, painting. A lot of people don't like painting. You know, these are simple little things that you can charge people. And again, develop an enterprise. So anything you can do to get you off the grid within the grid, I'd encourage. All righty. Um, um, we're near the end of the show. Uh, so as I always say at the end of these shows, read the gospels, read what Jesus had to say, you know, read what he did, how he did it, how he lived, what he did, read the book of revelations, read about the interdimensional war coming down the pipe, you know, and get how to get ready for that. You know, be prepared on this one. Also read the rest of the gospels, read your covenant, understand the covenant that you're under. So that's very important before you start reading about an older covenant that had nothing to do with us. Yet we can learn from them. 
Um, I always say, okay, up above, we got, see that about section there? All those people there are doing something to help people in some form or fashion with either targeting, uh, uh, health, frequencies, you know, you name it. And so if you need help, contact any one of them. And I encourage you to, again, if you can donate, please do so. If you can't, don't worry about it. Share the show. And as I always say at the end of these shows, we are still here by the grace of God. So until the next segment, to your health, take care. <laughs>